I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois Community Voices and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host today, Craig, joined by both my co-hosts. Hello. The band's back together again, you guys. The band is back together. We've got (laughs) Vanessa Ferguson here. We got Brett Rutherford over there. It's so great. (laughs) Yeah, so nice to have just the three of us again, too. We've had some guests on and... And now we get to talk to another wonderful guest today. I'm super excited about this one. Yeah, I'm really excited too, because from perspective of like the fan, looking at it from a fan perspective with Disney, you couldn't really ask for a better guest to have because this person not only has been involved with D23 from its inception, but he's also doing the D23 Inside Disney podcast as well which we're going to definitely ask him some questions about. Today, we're talking to Jeffrey Epstein, and we're excited to have that opportunity. Brett, I know you're excited about this. I'm really excited. You know, I I saw him in the hall at Destination D23 in Orlando, well, at Walt Disney World, last November. And, you know, he looked very approachable, and he was talking to guests, but it just never happened. So I'm looking forward to finally saying hello. I bet he was, I mean, I can't imagine how much in the zone you have to be when he's in those events because he's coordinating different media. He's also making sure that uh, all of the different uh, socials are being like rightly aligned and everything else. So I can imagine how, how crazy busy that would be for him. But Vanessa, your thought on uh, the interview today? Oh, well, listen, his interviews that he has done with his podcast which is the official disney podcast by the way are just incredible so i'm hoping that he'll be able to talk a little bit about some of those interviews maybe give us a touch of the behind the scenes of his favorite so i'm really excited to talk to him yeah it's gonna be great and i don't really want to keep you waiting too much longer i think we should just go right to our interview with jeffrey is that okay with you two yes okay with me yes all right Here's Jeffrey. Jeffrey, welcome to the show. We're so excited to dive into your history here at D23 and all of that. But before we do that, I want to ask you about your superhero origin story. We know that you're one of the <laughs> biggest Disney fans in the world. So how do you become a Disney fan? Was there a moment that you can go to? Oh, Craig, that's an excellent question. And and thank you all for having me on the show. I'm so, so happy to be here. There was a moment, I, I've shared it before, but I feel like it's a great story because I think it, it emphasizes the importance of Disney storytelling and all the ways that we do it. Because when I was uh, a kid, it was around seven, I got bullied a lot. Um, I was uh, a young, not yet self-identifying gay kid, but I exhibited a lot of traits that got me bullied because of that. And my parents were amazing. My parents were fantastic. And they, you know, but there's only so much a parent can do to protect their kids. We went to Disney World in 1977 when I was seven, um, because I'm very old. And and I remember the way that pure enchantment just swept over me as a kid, the power of that, Mm -hmm. the way everything was perfect, the way everyone was so kind and the cast members and, and to this day, something that they do, they're just so welcoming and this level of service. It just was this incredible feeling of being accepted at a time when I didn't feel very accepted as a kid. So that left a massive impression on me. And I, I, of course had seen Disney movies as a kid, but that was really when, 
this clicked as a place that I deeply connected with. I remember watching the fireworks and having uh, been staying at the Contemporary with my family and turning to my parents and saying, I want to live here. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so years later, when Disney Vacation Club started building at Bay Lake Tower... I said, and here's my chance to live at the Contemporary, which had been yes. a, a, a goal. So I am a, I am not just D23, I'm DVC, I'm Castaway, I'm a whole lot of things. I'm Magic Key at the moment. I'm, I've got a, a lot of things going on. That's uh, that's incredible. Actually, just a couple of follow-ups there. First of all, we just put in our first contract at Wilderness Lodge, Copper Creek. So I will be a DVC member very shortly. Congratulations. We, yeah, we, we passed that right of first refusal. So we're not direct members yet, but we'll get there someday. Okay. Um, and then also, it's funny that you mentioned the whole like wanting to live at Walt Disney World because my son on a recent trip back in March, he looks at me with just all the earnestness in the world and just goes, Daddy, are there schools at Walt Disney World? Like he just wanted to, <laughs> he just wanted to keep going. He wanted to stay there. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I don't want to have to go back to kindergarten. I can just go here, right? I would take a class with Belle any day. That's right. She probably could teach a a really good class, literature, probably. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Brett, you had our next question. Well, it was interesting because actually what you were just speaking about, uh, how Disney was a big influence in your younger life. That was one of my questions as well, because I found your your posts so personal on the when did it start for you as someone who was bullied at school I, I mean I can really empathize but kind of as a follow-up I lost my mom last May and found mm. a visiting Walt Disney World and Disneyland a great way to help me heal and remembering wonderful moments with my parents in the parks and the beauty of the surroundings the ability to relax and just breathe has been a great solace for me this past year and I don't think I'm the only person clearly you've you've experienced Disney in a way that's a healing sort of thing, but have you, mm-hmm. have you heard of any other people that do that? I know it's a place, the parks are a place for birthday celebrations and other achievements and milestones, but I really believe that it's also a place to heal the heart. Do you have any thoughts or similar stories that you've heard? Oh, I a hundred percent agree. I I've heard, Many stories over the years, particularly, you know, having been a part of D23 since it began, I've gotten to meet some of the incredible fans and members and people have shared those very personal stories, losing a a parent and, and having had Disneyland be or Disney World be a place where they that was special as a family and going back there as a way to honor that memory is a it's such a beautiful thing to be able to do and and know that those people are still with you and that you can you can make new memories but it certainly does not erase the wonderful old ones yes well i was actually it was the one year anniversary last monday and i went to disneyland so so it it was a very it was a it was a quick vacation. I did the Star Wars celebration and the the return of Fantasmic. So it was a big weekend. But Monday was the anniversary. And I just, it was a very special day filled with lots of emotions. But um, it is a place to heal. So yeah. I'm glad you're able to do that. Yeah. That's a great way to, to honor them. Jeffrey, I have a question about that first trip that you made to Walt Disney World. And, and you've talked before about how Hoopty Doo Review was such a, a memorable <laughs> show for you. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of hoping to. Wow, I really appreciate how you guys have done the research here. I like it. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and I, I have a bit of a motive here. I want to pull you up on my soapbox with me because I feel so strongly about Disney entertainers and how 
as a, a person who doesn't do rides very well, they make the park so magical for me. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your thoughts on Disney Entertainment and especially considering that the, the hoop dee doo review is something that really drew you into the park. The entertainers to me are in many ways, they're just as magnetic an attraction as something like a Rise of the Resistance or a Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, things that I get a lot of joy out of. Those, I, I think, of particularly of Voices of Liberty, because I, I just had a, a fantastic opportunity to to hear them sing very recently. And the chills that I, I get when I hear them sing, and, and that I know other people experience as well, all the way back, you know, that that was a very recent experience for me, as well as getting to see Fantasmic, Brad. I, I just yes. was able to see that um, last week and really appreciate the talent and the care that goes into that and the energy. Some of the memories that I have from Disney parks over the years are because of the entertainment and, and the cast. I mean, it, it isn't just the entertainers because in many ways, the cast members, everyone from the people who take your ticket or who, who scan you in as you walk into the parks as it is to the people at the front desk of the hotels, to the ride operators, to the churro vendors, all of them are, are part of the show. And, and so while I love, love Voices of Liberty, and of course my first like real cognizant memory of Disney entertainment would be Hoop-dee-doo, uh, as well as the, uh, electrical water pageant, which is not humans, but driven by humans. So they're involved somewhere. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, I really like to give it the cast members are just so amazing from the moment you walk into a, a Disney property. That's so great. And I mean, do you have a do you have a particular show? We're going to ask you some rapid fire questions later. I'm just previewing that now, but this, I didn't include this in it. So do you have a particular Disney show that just does it for you every single time when you see it? My instant response, so I'm going to go with that, is Phantasmic at Disneyland. There is something so truly spectacular about the blend of the film on the, the water screens and the pyrotechnics and lasers and the costumes and the performers and the boats and, the, and all of that in a place which during the day is Tom Sawyer Island and the Rivers of America that look nothing like this. It's so transformative. It's a just a... A, a remarkable experience and the fact that I think about Barnett Ritchie who became a Disney legend recently uh, the fact that that these people had the 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 foresight to create something like this that was originally just supposed to be temporary to me just blows my mind you're in really well, we, good company Brett right <laughs> oh my gosh I mean I try I was there for for the return I mean, that's how much I love that show because I'm so glad that you mentioned Barnett Ritchie as the show director because just amazing. And the choreography is so clean. Well, we all met doing community theater. So, you know, so we oh. have kind of that sort of. What show was it? Was, one show I want to know. I don't. It was kind of a collection of different shows. Like, so Vanessa ran, uh, helped run a local arts organization and theater. And so Brett and I have just kind of become involved in marketing and different things like that throughout the years. So it's been kind of a, well, we all a, a mix of too. things. Hello. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. But, but the show is so clean. I mean, mm -hmm. I watched it. I watched it the opening night of the 60th anniversary and, you know, those banners, which they used, I think they used to call him Barnett. I used to work in, Walt Disney World Entertainment and as a cast member and so I knew that they were always called Barnett Banners and so at oh. the very finale with the very finale with those those are it's such a clean gorgeous routine so anyway mm -hmm. I I'm shout out to Fantasmic I can't wait till I see it again at Disneyland 
and Walt Disney World. I'll give it another chance. Oops. So <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to see the new scenes they've added. I, yes, I'm yes. Mm-hmm. And we know that it's also, you know, we talked to when we talked to Brett Iwan, he mentioned that that is what really drew him to wanting to voice Mickey. So again, lots of uh, fantastic love out there for sure. But, you know, Jeffrey, I really appreciate anyone that gets into a lot of content creating, and you are such a pro at this. You've done different things from blogs to blogs to now the D23 official podcast. And I'm just wondering how you came about that that it was time for you to do a podcast. I know it's been a fairly recent endeavor within the last couple of years here. So what brought that about? Great question. I guess the the original genesis to your point when you mentioned the vlog, the the Disney Geek vlog that ran for you know a year and a half that that was very that was fun and really wonderful to do with the D twenty three team, and that really just came out of an extension of something I had been seeing people do online and realized Disney had not been doing any sort of official gathering of news. You could go to a, a parks website for parks information or a studio website for studio information, but how do you, is there a source where fans can get it all together? And for various reasons that came to a beautiful end and years later, our now former chief communications officer, Zanya Muka said, let's do a podcast. Let's just do an audio podcast. Because I think she identified that that was something that was missing in the ecosystem again. And, and an audio podcast naturally, as, as I'm sure you can appreciate, is certainly easier than filming a video podcast every week that needs to be edited. We started brainstorming and I... Uh, we decided to change the format up so it wasn't just Disney news that every week we would bring in someone to to talk, whether they be a creator or someone in front of the camera. I felt at the time, and we all did, that it was important to bring a, a diverse set of voices from around the company. It shouldn't just be me, Jeffrey from D23, but let's bring in some other voices, people who who can bring their perspective. So we initially launched with the fabulous Sherry Henry, who's uh, representing Oh My Disney, although a part of her day job is working with Disney Plus and, and that team, and she's fantastic. And Candace Valdez, who was wonderful at Radio Disney. And after Radio Disney closed, Candace unfortunately left the company. So we we went in search and we found the fantastic Tony Morrison from Good Morning America. And they just bring such uh, energy that I think elevates, we all elevate each other. So that's that's sort of how it all came together. And huge, huge shout out to them, as well as to the incredible D23 team, just because every week, you know, it's, it's from Bruce, our producer, and, and Paul, our editor, to Nan and Cammy and Jocelyn and all the people who work so hard to make sure that it gets out there once we've recorded it and, and, and gone through the edits. You can really tell. I'm sure, you can you, appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you, you can really tell that you appreciate and like both of your co-hosts, which some of us can't say all the time. So. Oh, <laughs> I just like you. Just we the like you. <laughs> we just don't I mean, always Brett love you. Brett has been DMing me since this began, and I'm like, oh, the things he's been saying about Craig. He wants him out. <laughs> oh, well, no I, comment. I have, yeah, I have to ask you though. You did mention that some of the the official podcast is sharing that Disney news. Now, when we get Disney news, it's kind of filtered through the media by the time we read it. Lots of other people have read the news, but I imagine when you get the news, it's a little bit fresher. So do you geek out like we geek out when we hear the news? Are you just like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell people what happens when you get that new Disney news? Yes, always. And sometimes I am lucky enough to get it 
before we put it out and, and review it, because I, I think you guys know, but we haven't really talked about my day job is in corporate communications, which is a lot less magical sounding than working at D23, but it is fantastic. And I, I love my, my role. One of the things I get to do as part of it is sometimes review releases or, or product or trailers or things before they go out. And to get to see them is it's so cool even if my name is watermarked completely over it obscuring like some of it it's just like i i I absolutely get uh, such a thrill out of that i geek out all the time i I geek out all the time i even geek out at things that aren't in advance and and i know we were just talking about it but going back to seeing phantasmic and seeing the, the main street electrical parade again for the first time in years like like it, thousands of people had already seen it because I went a week or so in, but it's still like I was like so awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I imagine you geek out over, and I, I just really want to impress upon our listeners, are the numerous amazing interviews that you've had the chance you and your co-hosts to do. I mean, we're talking Susan Egan, John Stamos, Lisa Kudrow, Danny Elfman, Josh Gad, Oscar Isaac, Vanessa Williams, my namesake. Can you tell us about some of your favorite or most memorable interviews, any behind the scenes moments that really stood out to you? I mean, we're just gushing over here when we saw the list. And, and I also really, if you're listening to this, please go listen to the D23 Inside Disney podcast the official Disney podcast. It's got so many wonderful interviews, but Jeffrey, please tell us about your favorite moments. Thank you for that plug, Vanessa. I mean, that's better than anything I could have said. There there have been a bunch, as you can imagine. And I know you've had some of these incredible people like Brett and and Susan, right? You've had Susan as Mm -hmm. well and Jody. Yeah, you've had so many of these great people on the show. Bob Gurr, one of my buddies. I see Gurr 1959 behind you, Craig. Yes. and if I could turn my camera, which it will cause my entire monitor to fall over, you'd see my, my big monorail sign poster from my pal. Oh, wow. oh that's great. Um, so it, it sort of breaks into two categories, maybe even three. It's the people who I know and really like who I've known for years. Like John Stamos, I've known for 20 years. I, you know, I, I knew Brett Iwin. Incred- I've known Brett since he started. Yvette Nicole Brown and I are very good friends. Uh, Heidi Blickenstaff and Kara Lindsay from, from Disney on Broadway. I, these are all people who I know and have wonderful, like I'm lucky enough to have great relationships with them because they're just beautiful humans. So getting to talk to them for this podcast for me is like I we it, it's just so fun and it just becomes this very light conversation I can kind of anticipate some of their answers because I I know what's coming and that I think that really helps lead to an authentic truly enjoyable conversation there are the people who just blew me away there are so many the first one I'm going to say is Angelina Jolie because mm-hmm. she first of all she's got the best story about going to Disney jail at Disneyland and (laughs) talks all about it. And I found that hilarious. She, she's such a massive movie star. I was very intimidated and I, I, I've interviewed many, many, in my previous life, I was a magazine editor. So I've had the benefit of being able to meet some incredible talent, um, Ellen DeGeneres and the rock and people who, who everyone knows from Disney now, but it was, I was very intimidated and she could not have been warmer and more friendly and just like, you could, I, I felt like this warmth exuding off the Zoom. It just was amazing. So she really blew me away. Tom Hiddleston was so funny and charming. I, I like, I was completely disarmed in his willingness just to talk about meeting Miss Piggy on the BAFTA red carpet like years ago, which was like just, it's just like, who's ever asking him about that? That was, it, those are a couple. The one that really, 
meant a lot to me was our CEO talking to Bob Chapek because mm. I, I I felt like on our interview, people get a chance to hear a side of him that maybe they don't normally because normally he's reporting on earnings or things like that as, as a CEO has to do. So getting to talk a little bit about his own personal connection to Disney, the fact that allegedly, though that he swears there's no photographic evidence, but we're going to, we're going to try to find some that um, his family all dressed up as the, the cast of Hocus Pocus for Halloween one year. <laughs> um, and I shared this on that, on that episode, but the day after I was diagnosed with cancer in 2020, he reached out to me completely unsolicited. At that time I had, of course, uh, said that he could be told, of course, but um, I, I didn't know that he had, and I certainly had no expectation to get an email from him. And it was one of the most moving, beautiful emails of concern to me, just what could he do and how could he jump in? And is it, is there, if there's anything I need from the company? And I thought that really just spoke a lot about him as a person. So to me that to give people a chance to, to see that side of him meant, meant a lot to me. So sorry, that was a really long answer. You're like, who's your favorite interview? Well, here's 75 people. Well, it's, it's so, <laughs> it, it's, it becomes so difficult because these people are giving you their time and you want to make sure you respect that time, but also you're making this really fun connection that not everybody gets the opportunity to do. So I completely understand that. Like we were geeking out for the last week that we get to talk to you today, you know, and yes. uh, just that is so nice because it's true. Because Did my mother pay you to say that? I feel like she not at all. <laughs> she she knows my Venmo for sure. But you know, like, <laughs> really, it's the it's when you're thinking about Disney fans and what you've been able to help build at D23. It's incredible the experiences that we get to have through an organization that you've really helped make prosper. And so, yeah, it's, it's just wonderful. I do have to say, you know, and not trying to name drop here with Yvette Nicole Brown, but like you said that you're good friends in our interview with her, she actually mentioned Brett had brought up the streaming panel that she did at D23. And she said you were responsible for that. And I believe she said that she would give you her kidney because she <laughs> loves you so much. I do love her so much. And, and, and she, she does say that, but I always will say Yvette got it for herself. I, I may have made one suggestion and, but it, it is her talent that got her there. No one was she doing was me any great. favors. Yeah, she's, she she's great. outstanding. We and just I believe it's did. already been announced that she's doing the mouse parade again, uh, along with Ashley Eckstein, right at the expo. Yep. That's another fun thing, because again, through D23, I've gotten to really know Ashley, and I'd already known Ali Maki a little bit. So to be able to like call them and be like, want to judge again? That was, <laughs> And they all love each other, so it's yeah, super fun. She likes that. Yeah, that, that's going to be amazing. And to go back for one second, Craig, I know that you, you actually were very kind and said I helped, which is true, because I was a help with D23. But I do want to give a shout out, because D23, the team is phenomenal starting starting from Stephen Clark who working with Xenia and Bob Iger at the time really created D23 to Michael Vargo who is such a, an incredible compassionate leader for that team and Mitch and Nan I already mentioned Nan but Justin Alex that whole crew is just wonderful and so incredibly talented that yes we all it, we all help and bit by bit we put it all together 
Well, we appreciate the efforts of all of you from the fans' perspective. But, Brad, I think you have our next question. Well, we need to go back a little bit. Well, first sure. of all, I, I didn't have a chance to say it's so great to talk to you. I think we've established that, but it is great <laughs> to talk to you. But I saw you in the hall at Destination D23 last November at the Contemporary, but I didn't right. have the opportunity to say hi, so hi. Okay, now that's hi. out of the way. Hello. I feel good about that. Yeah, Are you so. enjoying Destination D23? How's it going I'm having you? the best time. Okay. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Yay. It was so a great event. Yes, it was fun. I'd never been to that before. Yeah, that that so that was awesome. That was awesome. Well, and at the next time, please come up to me and shake me because I'm always generally in like a, a headspace. So just be like, hi, it's Brett from the podcast. <laughs> I feel like then my brain, like I'm such a right. dory that oh, my I brain's that, like sure. focused on one thing for 30 seconds <laughs> and then I'm off somewhere else. So very yeah, happy just... to do that. There was a moment, but you looked like you were in your headspace. So I'm like going, he's busy. Don't bother him. But yeah, so, but we need to go back because we need a sure. little bit of your origin story. Now I've been a fan of Disney publications for a very long time, Disney News and then D23 especially. How did you come to work at Disney and how exciting was it being a part of D23 from such an early time? Because I watched, you know, I watched your Disney geek from your from early on and I'm like mm -hmm. going very early on. I just watched them again because they're still there on YouTube and I'm like going, he needs a little bit more Disney memorabilia around there. And then a few episodes later, <laughs> Said there no one they ever. were. So, oh, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yes, that was yes. great. Yeah. So how? what's your origin story? We need to go back to that for a moment. I, I as I mentioned, I was a magazine editor. I I, I, I was born in outside of Boston, Massachusetts. Um <laughs> I I was originally going to be an actor. I was living in New York. That clearly worked out not. And um, <laughs> I fell into writing for magazines and and had a wonderful time doing that. I had the good fortune to, I was the West Coast editor at Soap Opera Digest and then the West Coast editor at Out Magazine and then the entertainment, the West Coast entertainment editor for Us Weekly. Very lucky and all the time writing for other wonderful publications. At the same time in, uh, in the mid, late 90s, I created or co-created the Gay Days that happened at Disneyland. Then ended up pitching a book for me and, and my, my co-author, my good friend, Eddie Shapiro, to write called Queens in the Kingdom. So through all of these various channels, which was a, it was an unofficial guide to the Disney parks for the LGBTQAI plus community. Through all of these channels, I began to meet more and more people at Disney, like officially at Disney. So when we, when we worked on the book, we actually worked with the Disney parks group on that. When I began really growing, the event in Anaheim, I began to work more with the convention services people and then with the publicity people down there because media were coming in. And it was, I, I got to know more and more people, of course, doing magazine articles. A lot of them are promoting Disney films for stories. So I got to know Disney film and television folk. I happened to meet Stephen Clark, who I mentioned, happenstance. He was having lunch with someone I knew. I was having lunch with someone he knew. We started chatting. I said, I've been hearing about you. Like, and he said, oh, I have, I have your book. So that's how it started. He said, I, I've, I'm working on a project. I'd like to talk to you about, would you want to have lunch? And I'm like, would I, would I? So a week or two later, we ended up having lunch and 
probably two months later, I was working at, at uh, working on D23, a then very secret project in October of 2008. So it was a wild journey there. And then I've been lucky enough, I started doing the marketing there and then took on communications and some of the social pieces. And then eventually I moved into corporate communications while I still work on D23's editorial and social and communications. I also get to work on the communications for the Walt Disney archives, which is just oh, wow. amazing. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm heading out in a, a couple of weeks to Detroit where they're moving their heroes and villains costumes exhibit to the Ford there. Oh my gosh. And, that was amazing. Oh, did you see it? Oh, you saw it at the expo. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So that's this that's and they've added the some enhancements to it. So it's pretty amazing oh, if you're going to be in Detroit. So I get to do stuff with the archives. I get to do stuff with our franchises and priorities like that. So I worked on Mickey's 90th. Um, I'm working on Disney D100, which a lot of it will be kicking off at Expo, but then I'll be working on that. So I've like I, I've D23 was this great doorway to me for the the whole wonderful world of Disney, so to speak. That is great. Oh, now now I'm even more jealous. And I don't get jealous. I just celebrate joy, but I think I'm actually experiencing jealousy. But it's a good <laughs> thing. But it's a good thing. So, so sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. I'm Detroit's happy not that far away, you. Brett. I, we well, can, I know. We can make a day I'm trip. Like going, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It was great. It was amazing. You, know, you mentioned your, your history with inclusiveness, and we know that the fifth key was added of inclusion to Walt Disney Studios and to uh, the entire corporation. And it is Pride Month. And so uh, wondering, we know that Disney's always been so open about accepting of lots of different people and different relationships. And I'm wondering if we can get your thoughts on how it feels to see these stories being created for today's audience as we look to the next generation of young people and they're watching these types of Disney films and these stories come from Disney. I think that's a, a, a great point. And, and yes, very happy. It's Pride Month. Very happy that these stories, I, I think when you look back, the reason Disney stories are so relatable is because so many of us have felt like an outsider or an underdog. So many of these films are, are very, are, are very, or have been very relatable to the LGBTQAI plus community because of the themes of otherness and being shunned or other things uh, because you are not like everyone else. And I love that as we have continued on our journey as a company that we tell those stories with more specificity. So if you look at, you know, Love Victor or or Trevor the Musical coming to Disney Plus or The Owl House or Lightyear, these, these upcoming projects, but of course also to other things, Eternals that came out or Grey's Anatomy every week. I think what you find is now, even though you're telling those with more of a specificity to a dimension of diversity, there is still a wonderful universality to that. It's not... It, it doesn't, it's not just an LGBTQIA plus story, or it's not just a story about Jewish people, I say, because I'm Jewish and I, it's the only other dimension of diversity that I feel like I can speak about and show how those stories can still be applicable to the lives of, of everyone. So I love that. And I love that that's something that the company is doing and, and, and will be continuing to do. There are so many adjectives that can be used to describe Disney and Disney Park fans. Passionate is probably the best one that comes to mind. Opinionated <laughs> is another one. Sure. But at D23, how can you ever decide what content, activities, and projects you choose to present to D23 members and guests? It is not easy. And it is 
it's an imperfect science, I will say, so, since the very beginning. But a huge credit to, I mentioned them before, Alex and Justin and Peyton, who's, who's now also part of this team, who create a lot of our events and the content. When D23 started, there was not going to be an event program with that. It all happened accidentally. We were like, oh, Up is opening. What if we did a free screening for all the members? And we did. And it was amazing and also a very big learning experience. Things like, you know what? When you have 1,200 people there, don't have 1,200 balloons because you know what happens? All the balloon strings get tied up together. And then you spend half of the movie of Up trying to untangle them and eventually just getting (laughs) scissors and cutting them all because life is too short. And here you go. Here's a balloon with a very short string. Um, We call that the balloonacy. Um, We we looked back on that in 2009. Wow. And then it was like, oh, well, we've never really done tours of the studio lot. What if we did tours of the studio lot? And the first year they were free because we were just testing them out and testing and adjusting as, as uh, the Disney Parks team likes to say. And those became incredibly popular. So it became more of a, a natural outgrowth, just seeing what people liked. And, and sometimes where we do screenings where they're completely packed and sometimes they're not. And we learn and we say, okay, well, maybe this film wasn't great for this audience or this market. And we learn just like everyone else. But I think we, we succeed more often than not. Um, I think we succeed 99.9% of the time because the team is just so smart and really creates presentations that are uh, and events that are so engaging and, and coveted. So whether we're visiting a, a city in Georgia or Chicago, for example, as well, which is not a city in Georgia, but that was more of a comment that was applied. Um, movie screening or yes. Marceline, Missouri. Yeah. Yes. Well, I was thinking more like for movie screenings, oh, for where, movie screenings. where Sorry, people may not have there. something yes. Disney. No, not a problem. Yes. To be able to bring a movie and bring a little D23 with us there is always fun. And then, of course, being able to use our parks as a canvas to create events is wonderful. And the studio lot, um, the El Capitan Theater. And and like you just said, uh, Marceline, the, getting to go to Marceline, Missouri. We've announced some other very cool events. We have, we're having a 626 event for Stitch, for Stitch Day. So lots of really wonderful events coming up and that team really they find they really find a way of honing in on that sweet spot they they did the galactic disco night during star wars celebration the opening night which was a, a blast and so much fun with characters and a dj so always trying to find good things if you ever need a focus group of midwestern podcasters that are passionate and opinionated <laughs> you got our email um, right on top of that rose <laughs> <laughs> vanessa Yes. So we have been getting a lot of trailers lately. I mean, Pinocchio looks just so beautiful and amazing. Mm. And there's a lot to look forward to coming out on Disney Plus as well. I wanted to ask you, what films or shows are you most looking forward to? I can't wait for Thor Love and Thunder. It looks hilarious and wonderful. I'm really excited for the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe and see how this all continues to go because they keep introducing these new characters. And and we all know from having seen what Kevin Feige and Victoria Alonso and Luis Desposito have all done that they are brilliant and they're definitely cooking up something. And then my, I have a feeling my brain is not going to be able to handle that. Mm-hmm. So the, the MCU is something that I'm, I'm massively a fan of. I have really been loving Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm, I yes. am not going to give away any spoilers, but there were things I definitely did not expect and, <laughs> and, and in, in a good way. And I'm loving that. Uh, I'm looking forward to Strange World from animation because right. I think that's yes. really cool. We just got a trailer drop on that. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Hocus Pocus Element. 2. Oh, sorry. Enchanted. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Wait, wait. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know. Oh, no. It's, it's no. Like, it, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. It's, it's an embarrassment of riches, <laughs> Brett. You're totally right. Yes. And, I, and I completely buried the lead there because Hocus Pocus 2, of course, I, one of the most iconic Disney films for every bet Sarah Jessica Kathy reason. So incredible. So cannot wait for that. Enchanted. People ask me my favorite Disney movie. Enchanted is my favorite Disney movie. Hopefully that wasn't wasn't one of your rapid fire questions. But uh, Disenchanted is something I'm very excited about. But they've announced that Nicole Brown is in it. So of course, very excited that that a friend of mine is in it. We get to talk about that. But yeah, Enchanted is one of my favorite Disney movies. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I just Mm -hmm. love its reverence combined with its irreverence. The music is beautiful. Alan Menken is a genius. Mm-hmm. everyone patrick amy that whole cast is just dazzling so i cannot it, wait to see them it really oh i sorry to it isn't it isn't like we're name dropping but when you talk about these people it's like when we we t- had the opportunity to talk to alan Menken, which you just kind of go what happened well i did <laughs> i was really cheeky and asked him so is there anything you can tell us about disenchanted and he just kind of said it's good and i'm just like well, <laughs> that is the best answer ever that was just so awesome yeah if well he says played, it's good i it. believe him and i can't wait so right you have a question yes. about the expo oh, well. d have you heard well i'm sure you have anyway d23 expo is coming up soon and i'm really excited for the opportunity to go it again um as i've said that i was in i went to d23 expo in 2017 and 2019 and actually slept all overnight on the floor in hall e because it's worth it and it's almost magical in a way <laughs> i know i know the eyes lids go what it's because you're in the it's just great i but but i met my friend jen my canadian friend jen at d23 in 2017 and we're going this year and she was able to get the preferred experience oh very excited about that she and her husband did uh the sorcerer's package last time around but now that is sort of uh, moved to the preferred which i i don't yeah i'm very excited about that but so without giving anyway any surprises um unless you really want to do that um (laughs) what can d23 members and guests expect at d23 expo 2022 this september they can certainly expect another incredible event and a wonderful opportunity to reconnect with friends after far too long where we haven't been able to to have these kinds of gatherings. Of course, the Disney Legends Awards, I, the Masquerade, we already were talking about. That's wonderful. The show floor, there are great, great changes coming to the show floor that I think people will really enjoy. Mm. There's going to be some music that maybe by the time this comes out, it will have been announced that I think people are going to love. Oh, wow. Um, there's a, a little bit of a rethinking of of some of the, the big Hall D23 presentations, again, in a way that I am very confident fans are going to love. Oh, good, good. <laughs> um, and uh, yes, I, I know Disney Parks is going to hit it out of the stadium. That's that's and of course Walt's plane, which is being the exterior is being uh, restored right now. Oh wow! So to have that debut at the expo, um, and and honestly, kicking off D one hundred is yes. going to be so exciting. So people can certainly look forward to uh, exhibits and things on the show floor that are hints of, reflective of, 
part of the 100th and announcements made over the entire weekend about things that fans are going to be able to experience when the 100th kicks off Um, and maybe more details about the Walt Disney Archives exhibit that's going to be opening in Philadelphia in early 2023, which we've talked a bit about. So maybe more details about that Um, and maybe other cities announced. Who knows? Oh, Um, wow. Okay. But that exhibit's going to be Looking forward to that announcement whenever that happens mm-hmm. <laughs> it will that be happens, yes. it, it, it i'm fairly confident will happen and when <laughs> awesome that's great yes and and i'm sure there's going to be well i don't know see this is this is a spoiler thing but is there you know merchandise available for one i don't know, <laughs> you know well, we decided it... not to have any merchandise this oh, year. Okay. no one wanted to buy it's going to be in your head you know, the, big, you know <laughs> the joy is in your head great that's great not a, um, that is so well, funny um right. yes a lot of first at expo and only awesome. at expo which will be yeah great. wow and you mentioned it but it's like that gathering of people again and being able to do that in a, a safe way and to be able to experience that fandom and you talked about the idea of a lot of disney fans feeling like the underdog or feeling like the outsider and this is a group of people that um you you can really relate to in a way i'm, I'm hoping to get out there in september we'll see how it, it ends up uh, happening but but yeah it's I, i'm very excited about just the fact that it's happening again and you're bringing it back so that's all just wonderful but now i'm we hoping get to... that you make it there all of you well i mean brett we know is going to be there but i slept on the floor of course i'm going to be there you know <laughs> brett, please oh dear but um I will say the uh, we're now to our rapid fire section and we've had other guests in the past maybe decide to not make these as rapid. It's kind of completely up to you. Actually, Tony Baxter took us to every park in the world when we asked some of these questions. So you don't necessarily need to do that, but you're welcome to if you'd like. You did mention that your your favorite live action, although pseudo animated as well, uh, Disney film is Enchanted. But what is your favorite animated Disney film? Tie between Little Mermaid and Tangled. It, it depends on both. the day. I, yeah. I mean, well, it's, I mean, that's not a very good rapid fire. I could be like, here's 75 movies I like, but I, you know, I'm not <laughs> going to be that person. So, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, I totally, but, that's totally fine. They're both, they're both so wonderful and talk about both Alan Menken led scores and mm-hmm. just uh, amazing the stories that they give us. And of course the, the Disney Renaissance that happens after Little Mermaid and all of that, that we all know. So that's wonderful. It's a great, great couple of answers for sure. But what about your favorite park? Resort or park? You uh, you can say, you can go you can, ahead and say how both. How about both? Like, that way, maybe you can get more than one answer. <laughs> sure. Um, so Disneyland Park is probably my favorite park. Um, there are a couple of reasons. Um, it's the OG, of course. We all know it's the one that Walt actually walked through. And there's a lot of, of, of power in that for me. I also like that per square foot there are more attractions than any other park there's so much that they've been able to get into that footprint it's amazing to me i mean there's and there's things that exist only at disneyland Mm -hmm. like such as you know alice in wonderland and um and yes finding nemo submarine voyage so many things that are just unique to that park and it's very walkable um me as i as i'm getting older i I appreciate the less walking um (laughs) in terms of resorts i guess I'm going to say Tokyo Disney Resort. It is so unexpected to me. At least it was the first time I went. Now I know what to expect. It's just, uh, it really is wildly immersive and 
it, I, I always get this sense of like inspiration and joy when I go there to, and to see things that I, I am not necessarily uh, lucky enough to see on a daily basis or on a regular basis. Um, I'm very fortunate. I get to go to Disney World for work a lot. I go to Disneyland a bunch. Um, so Tokyo to me is a, a vacation and escape and something totally different. That's all wonderful. And how about now when you're in some of these parks around the world, what's your favorite restaurant? Where are we going to find you at? Well, if you're a DCA, you're going to definitely find me at the Lamplight Lounge because lobster nachos. Am I right? <laughs> um, and absolutely, if I'm at Magic Kingdom, I may just take that monorail over and go to California Grill because mm-hmm. that view, okay. that food, amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sanaa at Animal Kingdom Lodge is one of my favorite restaurants ever. Wow. Um, at Animal Kingdom, you can go to the Tamu Tamu refreshment stand and get the delicious Dole Whip, perhaps with a little bit of rum. I'm just saying it, it's a, way to, <laughs> a lovely way to enhance your day. And they have uh, something called the Blue Lagoon uh, in Paris, which is like Blue Bayou, but it's French. And like I, it makes it even, I don't know, more international yeah more to, amazing to right I mean, who doesn't like certain je ne sais quoi there, and you kind of alluded to this uh with your dole whip but what about your favorite snack what snack do you like well the dole whip it really is is kind of it but if i had to pick another since i've already know said that i would uh, the, the popcorn the, the mm. popcorn oh, at, uh-huh. at, the, at the parks is when it is always just feels fresh and has a distinctly delightful taste that's great and then this was added specifically for you because brett mentioned all of your memorabilia that you have uh in these vlogs and everything else that we get to see so this is going to be really tough i'm sure but do you have a favorite piece of disney memorabilia that you have the one that jumps to mind i they do something called a cast auction and you can bid on something and get it if you're a cast member and I mentioned Tangled's one of my favorite movies. And at the Tangled meet and greet, they had a big, big sign that hung over it that said Tangled and had the logo. And it was very cool. And that went up for auction. And I was lucky enough to win it. Mm. Win, meaning I paid for it. It's like, here you go. Um, <laughs> but, um, and I, I have that in my uh, my home office. Um, so when we were doing work from home, I got to look at it every day. And that, I it, it's very, very cool. I also... <laughs> And I, I mean, Bob Gurr is one of the best humans on earth. And yes. anytime I see him, not anytime, but most anytime I see him, he is compelled to give me something that he has signed. I love Bob Gurr. He's <laughs> wow. ne- as anyone can say, can say he is never anywhere without a Sharpie. He is ready. There was one time I was having my holiday party and there was a monorail Christmas ornament I had. And by the end of the party, unbeknownst to me, he had signed it. He's like, oh, Jeffrey, oh, I signed wow. your ornament for you. I was like, okay, <laughs> thanks. I mean, wow. like he just walked around my house with a Sharpie signing things. It was so funny. That is hilarious. Um, that's so great. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I loved that you put so much thought and effort into these rapid fires. We really do appreciate that. But Brett, I think you have one more question that's kind of of this vein. Well, so Jeffrey, how do you describe Disney magic? Disney magic for me is a feeling of belonging and community and joy wrapped up in a with a little bow of wonder wow that is nice yep everyone has a different answer and all of them are really really heartfelt and awesome yeah thank you for that so my last question is i know that you are 
just living every Disney geek's dream. You're getting to do all these wonderful, amazing things, having these memorable moments, and we're living vicariously through you. And we're so happy to see you do all those wonderful things. But is there anything that you haven't gotten to do yet that you've just been hoping that you'll get to do someday? It could be anything at all. Maybe it's, you know, I don't know, go to Bob Gurr's house and have him sign something else. I don't know. It could be anything. But is there anything that you really haven't gotten to do that you really wanted to? I have been very, very lucky. And and I appreciate everything you said. And, and sometimes, look, sometimes uh, I, I getting to spend a, uh, an afternoon on a Zoom with you is lovely. And sometimes I'm just in meetings all day. And that's what it is. I'm not always out in the parks. I'm not always uh, interviewing amazing people. But um, I'm, I'm still incredibly lucky. The one thing that leapt into my mind when you said that was I have never been to Hong Kong Disneyland. And that's oh, the one park oh. I would love to go to. Mm-hmm. So I, I would love to experience that, especially now with the the beautiful reimagined castle. Mm-hmm. They've got some great stage shows and, and of course, get to do Mystic Manor and, and mm-hmm. the attractions there that are unique. So that that is a, that is a bucket list item. And I would love to go back to Paris, especially since they're celebrating their big anniversary. Too. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when you do get to go to Hong Kong, because we know you'll get there, please post pictures on your Twitter. I love everything you post on Twitter and Aww. we'll just love to see you there. That'll be so exciting for us to see you too. Thank you for me too. <laughs> so now I get to give you our last question and we sort of have a, a last question that we've started to ask our guests and that we really enjoy just getting to open up the floor a little bit. And that is that you've done in your role as, in corporate communications and also with D23, you've done a lot of interviews yourself. You've also interviewed others as well. But is there ever a message or some kind of story that you're not asked about that you really would like to be asked about? Is there something that people miss that you want to share? I know I've gone on about how lucky I am because I am incredibly lucky. I think one thing, we don't talk about it a lot. I, I do tours of the studio a lot. Um, when D23 started, uh, they needed tour guides. I learned how to give the tour. I now do them on for, for special occasions. Um, and Knowing that and getting to work here in the incredible team Disney building designed by Michael Graves, I think talking about the lot itself, because the lot is such a a rich character in Disney history and in the everyday lives of so many people who work here. The Walt Disney Archives is based on here. Animations here. um, I mean, all the studios have a a base here as well. And so many of the buildings that date back to 1940 when the lot opened, it's it is amazing and I am humbled pretty much every day to get to walk under the seven dwarfs when mm-hmm. I when I come into my office to just be able to walk across Legends Plaza and see Bob's handprints. They're like right there. You can't miss them. Um, <laughs> on my way over to the Walt Disney Archives to have a meeting or to ask them something or drop something off and then to head down Mickey Avenue and see the Mickey Ave Dopey Drive sign from The Reluctant Dragon, a movie from 1941 that's still there, or the Mickey Topiary or the Hyperion Bungalow that was moved over from the studios that were on Hyperion Avenue. Wow. Um, it's, uh, I, I love it. The, the flagpoles from the Squaw Valley Winter Olympics. It's, there's so many things that oh, are wow. just so... Incredible. So I, I certainly hope D23 members um, are able to, to come and experience a lot if they have not already. Um, 
it's a, it's an incredible opportunity. And that's something I, I guess I don't talk about a lot because it's in some ways I take it for granted. And in some ways every day, I'm very grateful that I, that I am here. Wow. Well, I have to tell you that we are all grateful that you are in your role and that your team, the the team is in place at D23 because as fans, it's so great to have this group. And it's incredible that uh, it's relatively new still. It's still a new group and still growing. And it's just wonderful to be able to have this opportunity to talk to you today. So thank you for your time, Jeffrey. Oh, Craig. Brad, Vanessa, all of it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. And, and you guys are amazing. Well, that was awesome. Wasn't that great? Oh that was so great. Was, oh, wow. So that's, that was a list. That was off. I can check that off the list. I got to say hello at long last. Yes. So. Absolutely. What I loved so about it more. too is that he and those rapid fires and things like that really put thought into it and mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that he gave us uh, the answer that he felt most passionate about. I mm-hmm. love that because, you know, it's like in his daily life, he lives Disney in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And it's very cool to see that passion still come through, even though uh, for him, it is, you know, it's his job. And he mentioned that he said, you know, not every day is amazing and uh, in the parks and all that. There's sometimes where he's in meetings and there's different aspects of it that I'm sure that are not as enjoyable as others. But at the same time, I think he's so successful in what he does because his passion shines through. And that certainly came through to me, Vanessa. Yeah. And and that's just it, Craig. When we were thinking about the questions we wanted to ask him, we could ask any of our guests who work for the Disney company, you know, you know, Disney geek questions. And sometimes we do. But the reason why most of my questions were that way was because listening to his podcast and seeing his Twitter feed, you can tell. He's a real big fan. He is the big, big fan. And it isn't just him promoting the company he works for. He feels very strongly that uh, about his experiences at Disney and what the company does for people and their storytelling. And so, you know, it was just so fun to kind of talk to him podcaster to podcaster. Of course, he does many <laughs> other wonderful things, especially with the Disney company. But we did have that uh, a little bit of that relationship in our in our conversation today. And it was just so great to get to talk to him about it. And I have to say there was one moment that really felt very special to me. And it was his outlook on when he talks to those guests and what good humans they are and how kind they are. And I think that's something that's just so important to us as well as, yes, we can ask them all the questions about what it's like to have their careers and work for the Disney company, but you also get that sense of who they are as a person. And I just really appreciate that. He does that as well in his podcast. So I I truly mean it. If you haven't had a chance to go listen to the official Disney podcast, please go do that. It's it's just a really, really great thing they've got going on over there with some wonderful episodes. And that's D23 Inside Disney. So definitely go and check that out on any podcast platform that you can. But Brett, you know, I think in I might be misremembering, but are you a charter member of D23 or just about? I was, yeah, I was a charter member. Yes. So from your your perspective, you know, he's been able to really help cultivate this organization with his team. He was extremely, uh, he was extremely uh, passionate that we, we spread the love around here, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts getting to the chance to talk to him today? 
Well, it's amazing. I've kind of followed his career, both in social media and just knowing that he's one of the people behind D23, which uh, is, you know, was the first official like adult fan group, uh, formal group uh, for Disney, the Disney company. And I'm so glad that they thought of us and that they created this and so many opportunities to uh, to experience new things. I mean, you know, I was rather late to the D23 Expo party because I, I didn't go the first, what, four or five times and then went in 2017. And now it's become a can't-miss thing, I'm hoping. So I just can't wait for that. And so that he was there from the beginning. I did mention, you know, his early uh, Disney geek that, that started off when he was in it like, you know, like a cubbyhole sort of, you know, office. I don't know, maybe that was just a studio for that, but I'm like going, it needed more um, Disney memorabilia and, and it was there. So I've been following his uh, career path at D23, you know, kind of since the beginning. So it's very, it's just an honor to talk to him today and to find out a little bit more, a little bit more about him. And, uh, and it was a wonderful interview. I am so glad we got to do that. Absolutely. And of course, if you're not a D23 member, definitely it's something worth checking out because you do get a lot of member benefits, including a gift every year. And then also you get uh, access to some of these special events and things like that as well. Um, so it's just something that maybe, you know, take a second and gander at it in case you want to join D23, the official Disney fan club. And of course, we have that expo coming up in September, and there's going to be so much news there. And I can't mm -hmm. wait to be able to hear what he has cooking and, you know, all those things that he already kind of knows about that we will be finding <laughs> out in yep. September. Um, but it was just great having Jeffrey on the show today. Jeffrey, if you're listening back, thank you so much for your time and your talent. We really do appreciate it. If this mm -hmm. happens to be your first episode of Beyond the Mouse, you can go back and listen to lots of different interviews that we've done and just the three of us talking Disney. We love Disney and we love to talk about the parks and the movies and everything else that Disney does. You can find us on Beyond the Mouse on any podcast platform. You can also follow us on social media, Beyond the Mouse Pod on Instagram, also Beyond Mouse on Twitter, and uh, as well as two opportunities on Facebook. Beyond the Mouse Podcast is our page, but we really do like Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals, which is our Facebook group. And we like that because then you can really interact with us and with each other and talk about Disney in a really positive way and to enjoy all of that. Do you guys have anything else before we wrap this all up? Brett? I now I really cannot wait for September in D23 Expo. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Vanessa? I just want to see Brett's sleeping on all the floors of the <laughs> D23 Expo. I feel like this Are is a series we could no. do on Instagram of just Brett laying on different flooring right? at the Expo. Because um, mm. he has mentioned it several times. I do have pictures. Yes, yeah, that like he slept going, on my, the concrete. My... I, we yes. got to keep this going, Brett. You have no, to. No, no, no. Not, yes. not this year. Not this year. No, I know we'll you're not going to be on the bed. concrete. So <laughs> I'm thinking we need to do like special editions of you on different types of flooring. Get it, maybe carpet. Okay, maybe we can find linoleum. Um, we just need well, to keep it going. Uh, okay. I think that is a whole other episode or issue or something we'll look at. <laughs> yeah, Brett. I mean, regardless of where you're sleeping, I guess uh, it's going to be an exciting time out at D23, <laughs> right? In I'll September. miss the floor. Halt and... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, it's going to be really fun uh, for you to, and remember, Jeffrey is giving you permission now to run up and, and shake him out of his headspace, yeah, right. right? Yes, I will. 
I'm the last thing the moment, that if, I, the, if the opportunity presents itself, I will inconspicuously do that in a t- nicely timed manner where he has, you know, he's yeah, not busy. <laughs> now we just need to have uh, Yvette Nicole Brown back on and just ask whose face does she admire more? Oh, no, no, Brett, no, no. Not back to that Jeffrey again. Epstein. I'm just like going, no, no, there's no contest there. Because, of course, it would be Jeffrey, not little me. My little face. <laughs> Not little, little me. Little All right. We got to get out of here. So for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Brett. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Hopefully the front row of a D23 event. So go check yes. it out. Especially all of us Midwesterners coming to Detroit very soon. So oh check that gosh. out. Oh, my gosh.